Welcome down to the Skip Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and when will this drive Heather to a murder suicidist video games of all time. <laughs> that third W by K Teneguchi. Submit yours at Get Played Pod hashtag www. I'm Nick Weiger along with the aforementioned Heather Ann Campbell. I'm uh, Heather Ann Campbell and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's great. It's going great. I'm here with my producer Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. So it is the final week of Super Mario. What a, a gift we gave to ourselves to be yes. able to discuss Mario all month long. Uh, how fun this has been. And because it's the final week, that means it's time for another edition of 70 Minutes in Gaming Heaven. Mario Heaven? Yeah, I think that's how I... That, that's, yeah. 70 Minutes in yeah. Mario Heaven. Yeah, and Mario. I mean, we won't just be talking about Mario. We're going to talk about a little bit of uh, everything, a potpourri uh, this sort of discussion. <laughs> but we'll we'll definitely hop in with Mario at some point. I feel like the Super Mario sixty four episode was seventy minutes in Mario Heaven. Oh, and yeah. I just yeah. I, like I just want to give one more shout out to that great game. It was a good time. Good time, guys. Good time. A good time, and you can have it again if you like. Because it's on Super Mario 3D All... Wait, you can't get Super Mario 3D All-Stars anymore, can you? I think you can no. get it. Oh, yeah, no. They put it back in their fucking Nintendo vault. Yeah, but I think you can get it if you buy a digital, like, card for it at a store. Like, if, like, if they still... If, uh, okay. if, like, Target has, like, the digital version of it stocked, you can right. still buy that and redeem that. But you can't... If, yeah, you can't get it otherwise. You can't get it from the eShop. Yeah. Um, Mario's dead. Well, R.I.P. So, uh, hey, Mario Heaven, how about that? Hey, yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's where the big guy goes when he dies. Yeah. When he finally kicks the bucket. He's killed a lot in his day. He could be in hell. <laughs> He's also died a lot. Yeah, You know, so maybe he never gets the eternal release of, <laughs> uh, of Sweet Death. Maybe that is the, the, the punishment he is forced to endure. Yeah, maybe he's... Not unlike uh, Zagoras in, in 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 Hades, maybe he's right, just right. cursed to die and die again. Yes. Oh bother! I <laughs> guess I'll go ask my father if I can escape from the underworld again. <laughs> Such insolence I have never seen in my whole life. <laughs> Man, that game's so good. It's really, really good. It's so good. Heather, you should play it. Okay. <laughs> I, so before we started dis uh, the podcast, before we started recording, we were discussing some IRL activities. Matt, you mentioned, and I was uh, I was gobsmacked, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's okay to do." That you had you saw a movie. You went to I, a movie theater, and I went, I, were you were were you wearing a mask? I wore a mask, but you know what? I I, I took it off during the movie because I was drinking my I drinking my lemonade. I got a lemonade yeah. at the movie theater. Um, Power move. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, everybody was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> this guy got a lem a big lemonade. <laughs> fucking alpha dog but it was like it was crazy because i went with my family and there was only selling seats like in blocks of two so like mm -hmm. there was not anybody in like it was two of them next to each other and then like i was on one of the other seats that was two seats away but because nobody was sitting in between or like even in our row i just sat next to them like it was like a normal movie theater right uh and like it was one of those theaters where 
they have like reclining seats. So the first person in, the, in front of me was easy, like was way more than six feet away by the time I was comfy, you know. And uh, I saw a spiral, and it's not good. But I, it, I would have seen, <laughs> I would have watched the new Mortal Kombat in a theater just to be just to be back. I, I, yes. I loved it. Like I, wow. it was such a fun, like freeing. You know, you have to wear a mask going into the theater, like when you're around the other people. But like once you're in the movie, they, you know, they have like a thing on screen. It's like you can take your mask off if you want. Like you keep it on. It's like fine. Um, so I took it off because I, um, it, but I, I will say because uh, we saw Spiral and it was gross. I was just I covered my face a lot. So right. My, my face was mostly in my shirt <laughs> while watching the movie, <laughs> uh, unless I was drinking, unless I was drinking lemonade. Um, and it was great, and I can't wait to, uh, you know, I saw that people you can rent the movie theater to yes. play video games, and I was like, oh, that's like a thing that they're probably doing to, like, recoup the, like, the loss uh, of, right. like, not being open, uh, like, for a year. And, um, but it was $100 an hour, and I was just sort it's of like, a little I, pricey. it's a little pricey, but you can make that worth it if you, like, had, like, a bunch of people go in on it, I guess, but... For one hour, huh, I don't know. If you get like eight friends, like it, it's it's like you and seven friends, and you're gonna do like a like a little Mario Kart or something, I could yeah. see that maybe being a fun experience. But also, like, what's the input lag on a fucking you know movie? I, I wonder what that's actually like to play. Yeah, it might be annoyingly delayed. <laughs> I love the idea of like. <laughs> Showing showing up by myself, renting a movie theater for six hours <laughs> and having like a like a like a Game Boy Advance with like HDMI output and just like Yeah. Play, playing like Dr. Mario Advance or something for six hours. I wonder if you could I wonder if you could burn in a projection screen at a movie theater in like, I wonder how long you'd oh, have wow. to rent it out so that you could like make it so that everybody who watched a movie would see like game over and really faint letters. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? Just the silhouette of like a, a fucking health bar in the corner of the screen for all time. <laughs> I, I yeah I I want I really wonder about the technical side of things. I imagine it would be very cool, but would also be maybe less cool than you think it would be. If that makes sense, like I think that would it would probably have enough annoying aspects where you'd be like, oh, this kind of sucks. I would like to rent one out. Here's what I'll do: I'll rent one yeah. out, charge admission, and have mm. everybody watch me play a game. That's that's smart. Yeah, and that's then, actually. Like live Twitch? Yeah, but they can't. Uh, I won't talk to them, uh, <laughs> and they have to. They have to cheer me on and tell me I'm doing a good job and like be really excited when I do good. It would be wild to see Chrono Trigger just that opening theme in a like if you had also control of how loud the theater was, right? Like to have it playing at like fairly max theatrical volume would be kind of incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, if you some of these uh, games done quick is the one I think of that where they that you know everyone gets together would get together in like a at, at like a um, conference hotel conference and then like play a, speed run games for charity and the energy in those is so fucking awesome like just like everyone just like knows this game and is super into this game. I mean, it's the same sort of thing at like you know 
uh fighting game tournaments or whatever but like that would be really interesting to see someone to to see to experience something like that some narrative game with a big soaring score and these amazing cinematics there's a woman in theater 13 who rented out the theater for 35 hours and she's just been watching the weather channel uh should we call the police The the game that they had like advert one on you know, one of the advertisements for it was like was Smash Brothers oddly enough so it was like mm. oh wow like that could actually be like tournament style in a movie theater would be fun to just like watch but yes that actually would be rad yeah but I don't there's know a, I'm not gonna do it <laughs> there's a a woman who who's playing Zork on a on the- <laughs> 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 looks like she's coding <laughs> thirty five feet tall. <laughs> um i i i wanted adjacent to i mean i guess this is very this is very close to what we we're just discussing like gaming in public i saw that i do you guys know family arcade on vermont yes i may have I sent get, you this link i, I c- yeah. couldn't fucking believe it wait what did you you send the link it's still i, I mean it's still open yeah the, the, it's the, the open. thing i saw is that they have an at, at least and i don't know if this is still the case because this was a couple weeks ago but they had an unlimited all-day pass for 25 dollars which wow. is kind of a ridiculous bargain but family arcade is it, for people who aren't in la or maybe aren't familiar with it it's like a i mean it's been around for a long time and it looks kind of from it's the outside, fine. it looks like it might be a peep show. It's like, terrifying. it looks like yeah. like the arcade means it's like, oh, yeah, they got a bunch of nudie booths in there. But it's actually a legit arcade yeah. that I guess, you know, that and one of the one of the few that's still remaining is like a dedicated arcade, not like a barcade. It's also it's um really good mid 90s aesthetic with like a reflective ceiling, like because it's right. so old, like all of the retro um aesthetic stuff that's coming back it just has it like it was it's original you know neon lights and lots of you know it's it's great but it is kind of it is kind of spooky from the outside friend of the show jordan morris i was talking to him about this and he was like oh yeah they have a hacked king of fighters that has uh, naked ladies in the background <laughs> like, that's great it's so perfect at at family arcade <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 got that kind of nice dinge, that kind of nice grime. I I guess what I where I bring this up because I'm like I going to a movie theater enough. Like just that thought is is panic inducing, and I'm still waiting mm-hmm. on my for my second dose uh, window to to lapse before mm-hmm. I do anything like that. Anyway, but pl- ar- arcades are so unhygienic. Like even in the yes. before times, it's just like you're standing in such close proximity to people. Uh, you know, and your 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 sweat is getting all over the sticks and buttons, and and you you'll just and then you just someone else will just come on and and play right after you. It's like, why are you sweating so much? In just sweat just pouring off you the whole time. <laughs> it's like you're in a steam room. <laughs> I don't think I've ever touched something in an arcade where I didn't go. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. It's gross as hell. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's okay. I think the grossest thing you can touch in an arcade is your own genitals. No, is your <laughs> is this if there's a ski ball? Uh, oh yeah, like the ski balls themselves are always like if you've ever if you've ever been in like a like a rented apartment and the first time you're there you're like looking at the doorknobs and you're like oh those are an interesting brown 
And then you realize that they're supposed to be brass yeah, or gold right. and they just haven't ever been cleaned by anybody who's ever lived in the apartment. In the same way, sometimes ski balls are so filthy, they're like black brown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then you think about it and it's like, no, 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 no. Those are supposed to be wood. They're supposed to be a wood color. Uh, it's those, they're gross. That's grossest to me. There was, I remember one time when they, when they read, like when they introduced Guitar Hero into like the arcade and like they mm-hmm. had like, like sort of two like wired guitars to like a, an arcade cabinet. Uh, I was, that was like at the height of like me loving Guitar Hero. And I was like, I'm not touching this. I just like the idea, cause you have to touch it so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That I was just like, nah, no, I, I don't know. There's because there's so many buttons and they're so like, I don't know. They're so specific. I was just like, I'm not gonna. There's, I'm never touching this. <laughs> I have it yeah. at all. The grossest keyboard or the grossest input I'd ever seen was a photo of a typing of the dead arcade cabinet. Ugh. Oh my god, which was just fucking yeah. terrifying. Just yeah, awful. I can only imagine. I, I it's um. Do you ever like I I don't know if you guys have done this, but you ever go go a little bit of time without washing your car and then like wipe down your steering wheel, like that's like the grossest yeah. I felt as a person because it's like J- this is just black. Like my hands have been like touching this and then just like absorb and then I'll just like go out and like get some. I'll like drive home, get out of my car and then, like get some ice from my fridge with my hand and put it in a glass and have some iced tea. It's like this is fucking disgusting. Yeah, Ugh. you you I. I think something about this, like, I, I keep saying this year, and I don't yeah. mean, like, you know, an actual calendar year. I mean, I mean a calendar yeah. year, but it's You like, mean you since know. Biden took over. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, we'll see. But, um... <laughs> 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 no, but, like, this year, like, I just, I feel like everyone's become more aware of their own grime. Like, yes. like, that's something that, like, I wouldn't have ever thought about either. But when I was, like, really, like, wiping stuff down at the beginning of Core, I was like, this is, I'm the only one that drives this car. This is disgusting. Like, yeah. this is, I can't believe this. Because I had a similar, yeah, thing where I was, like, just wiping everything all the time. And I was like, these are my, I, I put this phone on my face. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, ugh. Yeah, Yuck. it's 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 revolting when you're really thinking about it. But I guess there's also a side of it that's like, well, maybe we are we can handle more grime than we just we think we then it then seems palatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we probably are our immune systems are strong enough to deal with we most are, of that. We I don't are know. Born in filth. We are <laughs> yeah. just my mother squatted <laughs> over a puddle in the back of an alley and dropped me out. <laughs> Dropped me out. God. <laughs> not, even, not even birthed me. Yeah. Dropped me out. <laughs> um, let's talk games. Let's talk. <laughs> I wanted to talk about what I'm playing right now. I got it on Friday as of this record. The, this past Friday, it just came out. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Now, I've talked before on the show Mostly in the context, I think, of Mass Effect Andromeda, which is kind of like the low point of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the After the trilogy, everyone was like, this kind of sucks in comparison. 
but I but I've always been intrigued by the Mass Effect franchise. It's like exactly the kind of game I like, just like a dense RPG with a lot of choice, impactful choices you can make. And then this this sci fi world. And so I got I just fucking pre-ordered it and I got it. And I was like, I'm finally going to play this thing. And I'm, I'm about eight hours into Mass Effect one. Wow. Uh, the 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 remaster. And I love it. It's so good. And everyone's like Mass Effect one is the. Like like two like two is two is where it's really at. One, they're still figuring a lot of stuff out. I will say that they apparently ironed out a lot of the com like the issues with part one with the remaster. Like there mm-hmm. were there, I guess the combat used to be a lot more um uh uh you know RNG dependent. Like there was like a lot of like it's a shooter but they apparently tried to integrate rpg elements into that and then it just like played kind of like it was like unpredictable like you couldn't hit what you were aiming at because you just get like the the wrong dice roll which is very frustrating from a user experience yeah and there were some control issues and some ui issues that they've tweaked uh but so so i'm playing this version of it i'm like oh this is really fucking good but the thing i love is just like the world building and the dialogue it's just so fucking there's just so much of it and so much of the world building comes across in this codex that I've just been buried in. Uh, so basically, you know, you'll find like a you'll find like a terminal, or you'll find some, uh, or you'll just get like some data, some some new bit of information through dialogue that will open up a new thing in the codex, which will just inform the world. And it's all narrated by this voice actor Neil Ross, who is this guy with like this fucking amazing career. You look at his IMDb, and like he was like. You know, the voice of Green Goblin on the original Spider-Man animated series. He's just been working forever. And so you'll ju- you'll just get shit like this, which is so much of it is is like inscrutable. But it's just so fucking awesome to just get these big dumps of information um, by this guy's sonorous voice. Uh, let's hear a little bit of this. Driven from their home system by the Geth nearly three centuries ago, most Quarians now live aboard the migrant fleet. A flotilla of 50,000 vessels ranging in size from passenger shuttles to mobile space stations. Home to 17 million quarians, the flotilla understandably has scarce resources. Because of this, each quarian must go on a rite of passage. I've put a number of hours into this game and still so much of this just does not make sense to me. (laughs) But it's it's just so great to to just, you can tell like so much thought was put into the construction of this reality. And also, like, I've just I find myself buried in this. You're basically in a pause screen uh, looking at an entry that's just text with a still image and just listen to this guy narrate it. And you're just get just absorbing more and more of this narrative through this way. But it's like it's so, so satisfying. And that's just one small, small part of the game. I mean, like, I I don't know. I mean, for a game that uh, I'll just say that I think the story is fucking awesome. And I'm just, and, and I, and just this, what they've created is just like, it's so, uh, again, I'm repeating myself, but just so much thought went into it. Right. And I always thought this game would appeal to me and, and yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm glad I'm finally getting around to it. I'm very interested in it. Somebody lent me their PS3 copy of Mm -hmm. Mass Effect 2 and I think I still have it actually. I never gave it back, but because wow. they had repurchased it, because it was Xbox exclusive first, um, and then they ported it over to um, to PS3. Uh, but they didn't do it for PS, or they didn't do it for Mass Effect One. So like Mass right. Effect One, they solved like they to import the choices over from it. They showed you like a motion comic of the game, basically where you. Um, 
had to make the pivotal choices in there and then it would carry into the story of Mass Effect 2. And so I did I did that and then I played a little bit of the Mass Effect 2 and I was sort of I I just didn't it didn't click with me and I think maybe it's because I just wasn't like okay, well, I don't really know anything about this like right, right away, but I'm interested in the the legacy collection cuz it seems like they did a really good job with it and I think I could I think I can get on board. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a really comprehensive overhaul. Obviously, someone who's played this for the first time can speak to that better. But I mean, it looks very, you know, it's 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 4K. It looks uh, it looks really good for a game that was originally released in, I think, 2006. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we have, you know, we had a couple we, we had Mark Rennie on a couple of times. By the way, it's funny. It, it made me laugh when I was thinking back on we had Mark Rennie on for Yoda stories. And I brought up Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I was like, are you excited to play it as a fan? Yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> replay that shit. <laughs> Get better things to do. Um, but uh, uh, but my 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 friend Dave Thomason, a, a very funny dude, a great dude. He's like a huge Mass Effect fan, and I was talking to him about. It. He's like, it's like one of my favorite works of sci-fi in any medium. Wow, wow. And that's a big swing. That's a hot take, but I love it. And you're playing through it, it's like, oh yeah, there's so many new ideas in here that I just haven't. It's not so much so much sci-fi. It feels like okay, this is just something borrowed from Star Trek or Star Wars. Uh, uh, uh you know, a Ring World or whatever. It's just like, no, this is this is all new ideas. That's how I feel about, and I feel like the podcast feels about Death Stranding, which is yes. like, I've never seen any of these fucking ideas anywhere. Uh, right. And if you've seen the ideas, they're references. It's like, it like Die Hard Man. But otherwise, yes. the, it, you know, I, man, I love that stuff. Like, love what, it. What a great time. We're also at a weird time when all this stuff is being re-released and remastered, where you're getting to play sort of the programmer's intent of a game, like Mm -hmm. whether that be like a 60 frame version of a a game that was released for PS4 or Mm -hmm. like God of Wars, like all all God of Wars upgrade is, is just that it runs perfectly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're getting not only the contemporary contemporary releases that we should be getting, like the games actually being released, but we're simultaneously getting re-releases of the games as they should have been, quote-unquote, should have been back in the day. And sometimes that's crazy, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then sometimes it's just like this Mass Effect. How are we ever going to get to play all this stuff? (laughs) Well, yeah, I was thinking through. I was like, okay, so I basically... I'm I'm gonna play at least part one, and then as I'm as I'm playing part one, and probably like a, a quarter of the way into it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna play all three of these. So I guess I got to budget like 180 hours. <laughs> like that, that that will be the next 180 hours of gaming time that's not for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that and I'm just like, I guess is that gonna take me through the summer? Like, am I what else am I gonna get to play this year? I mean, I love it, but it, yeah, it's it's impossible to get. I, I want to play Resident Evil Eight at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm when, too scared. When, when could that ever happen? It may never happen. Yeah. <laughs> it is scary. <sighs> I, 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 no, I, 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 you know, I almost keep getting it. I always get, I get very close to like, you know what? Maybe you're brave. Maybe you can like do it now. Uh, maybe you want to, <laughs> you maybe want to, you know, get scared by this, <laughs> this giant woman who's going to crush you. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Even that, not worth it. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, too, too scared. 
somehow like the horniest possible reaction to who knew giant woman yeah. everyone wants a everyone wants a 9 foot tall queen <laughs> give it give it up they it, it's it's well you know what they knew they fucking knew of sure, course they yeah, did for like sure. there's no way they're in the lab over at uh at Resident Evil Village headquarters and mm. they're like you know what we're not going to make them scared we're gonna make them horny, and that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they're they, they're inverse reactions, like they're like the exact opposite reactions, really. Like people yeah. think laughter is the opposite of being scared, but it's horny. And it's horny, uh, yeah. um, they they're like, let's put this in there for these fucking freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what have you guys been playing lately uh, outside of the pod? I uh, uh, I think I may have said this on the podcast that I hit the mm-hmm. level cap on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you did, yeah. Valhalla. Uh, I'm still pushing forward into that game and every corner of it. I've got like 115 hours somehow dropped into that world. Christ. And then I also started Fantasian. Well, so... so um. I'm going to have knee surgery tomorrow mm-hmm. and I won't be able to walk to my office. So I was like, well, I might as well start this handheld game because that's all I'm right. going to be playing for a little bit. Um, and it fucking is awesome. It's so good. Ooh. It's so good. It's a little weird. I think the iPhone screen is so fancy and like the it, it's it's a little too smooth, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Like the the at, like, I don't know what it's running at. One hundred and twenty, two hundred and forty frames per second. Like it's really, really, really glossy and really, really smooth, and feels a little like not a video game that way. Does that make mm. sense? Do you yeah. guys ever encounter that on a mobile game where you're like, this feels greasy or something in some way? It's- it's like watching, yes, it's a similar sensation to like if you watch a movie in 120 FPS or yeah. with motion, uh, motion smoothing on on like a new TV. And it's just like, this doesn't look like a movie, you know, it just kind of removes that 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 connection that you're used to having with it. Yeah. How about you, Apodaca? What you playing? Um I'm playing too many games right now, like, but they're all and they're all very different, too. Um, so I'm playing. um I you know I'm still going through Kingdom Hearts. I finished Chain of Memories, uh, and I uh, and I watched the cinematics for uh, 358 over two days. And mm-hmm. now I started Kingdom Hearts two. And I texted you guys as soon as I started, and I was just like stunned how much better in every single possible way Kingdom Hearts two is from like the rest of what I've played so far. It's like a completely different game. Like it like. Yeah, different. It's still confusing and weird, and, and but like it's so fun to play. It's just so much more fluid. But in we were talking, I, like some of the people that were watching me on Twitch play it were like, it's crazy to think about that they can't. Kingdom Hearts one and two are from the same console generation, and they feel a different console generation apart. Sure, in, in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. gameplay and like the way it looks, it looks great on the Series S. It looks like a really like like it looks like a newer game than a. 16 year old game really um and i'm I'm, so i'm playing that i i was i'm almost done with new pokemon snap which i was not expecting to love and i this i i it makes my heart 
sore. I love the new Pokemon Snap. It is so sweet to just go around. It's like you're on a theme park ride and you're just taking a picture of everything, which yes. is the, which I never messed around with the original. I played it once, probably the original Pokemon Snap, so I didn't have the the same nostalgia for it. But it's just nice to put on for like a little bit and like take cute pictures and then turn it off. It's it's so so great. Um, and I've downloaded Fantasian for my iPad and I have not started it yet. Um, but I'm interested in playing it, uh, cause I can, um, Bluetooth an Xbox controller or a PS5 yeah. controller to it. So that'll be, that'd be fun to do. But, um, I am playing Hitman Go on my iPad and Hitman Go is like my new favorite thing. I, I've heard I'm, it's awesome. I'm stunned by it. It's like a, it's like a, in, I don't know, like a, a, it's a board game basically where you have mm-hmm. a certain amount of movements to make and get to your objective, you know, or get to your target. Um, and you have to circumvent like, uh, you know, a game board and go around enemies or go through enemies and, and assassinate them. But there's not like, you, there are like sort of guns you can land on and take a couple people out at once, but it's it's just it's so so fun and like trying to solve the puzzle of it's like a chessboard where you can kill people, um, right? It, it's 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 I love it. Hitman, I think somehow during quarantine, Hitman became like one of my top like three franchises. I I I love it. There's something you you were talking about earlier, and and you know I think the um. Regarding Kingdom Hearts 2, which is that it's it's so often with a new IP where Mm -hmm. the first one is kind of the prototype and the second one is where they put it all together and everyone's like, oh, that's what, you know, I mean, Uncharted is is, uh, one example. Uncharted, you know, one is good, but Uncharted 2 is just like, oh, wow, this is a fucking complete package. And I've, you know, I've read the same things about Mass Effect 2, which I'm excited to get into Mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah, about Pokemon Snap. Let me let me ask you this. Is the is the protagonist still Todd Snap? No, no, but Todd is in the game, and he's actually like um, a bit of a know it all, and right. he, he he sort of like does encourage you, like to you know when you take a good picture, someone will be like, "Wow, that's a great picture," and like that just makes you feel great. Um, yes. But yeah, Todd, stupid ass Todd is in there, <laughs> and, and but you get to you name you get to name yourself, and you know. I went with my right. name. So when somebody says, hey, good job, Matt, you're like, hey, I did pretty good. <laughs> I actually, they, and they meant it. Um, but it's, and there's not, you know, it's cool because you can go through it a few times and then they, it shows you something new. Like right. it's, it's really, really cool when they're like, okay, here's a new, there's going to, you're going to probably see a new thing. And when you see the new thing, you're always like, wow, a new thing. <laughs> it's great. Or when you see them do something they didn't do before, uh, I, I love it. It's really, it's really, really charming and, and fun. I don't think enough to really like discuss. Unfortunately, like, yes. not enough to like mm. cover on the show because it's like it's fun and it like is just good. But like, and it, all you do is take pictures. That's it. I covered everything we would say about it. <laughs> uh, and, and there is a, like a soothing sort of non-combat focus game has become such a part of my diet because it's just it's just relaxing. It's not something yeah. that's frustrating. I, I've heard I, I got to play Pokemon Stat, but yeah, I just I. Love that from the original. It's one of my favorite protagonist names of all time. <laughs> Todd Snap. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of rocks. It's, it's named it's after great. him. And you know what? It is. G- 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 yeah. If there was, he's like the Ansel Adams of Pokemon. 
<laughs> what if what if Ansel Adams' name was Todd Snap? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much early photography is owed to Todd Snap. Um, so uh, let's uh, hey, uh, pivoting from contemporary games back to retro games. Oh yeah, it's time to visit something from gaming memory in a segment we call Heather's Hole. Hello and welcome to my hole. <laughs> uh, so I've been pretty upfront about my um, love of the Sega CD on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently got a, um, oh man, what is it called? Not the Terra Onion mode. What? Is, oh, the Mega SD. Is that what it's called? It's like a cartridge that you snap into the top of a Genesis and it lets you play Everything, mm-hmm, all Sega CD games, everything. Um, and so I've been tossing around my old library, uh, most of which I ripped to uh, my Polymega collection. But one game that I had sort of forgotten about was Lunar the Silver Star, which was a uh, 1993 Sega CD RPG uh, with full voice and some full animation. And this was a time when I think Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 was out Uh, like a game. Here's the thing. If you were aware and alive in the early 90s, the look of anime was extremely rare. Like you would see it and you'd be like, oh, it's that thing. So the fact that a full anime video game was released with voice and animation on a console that you could own in the United States in the early 90s was all it felt fictitious. It was crazy. Um, and it also had great it had great music and it had a sung opening theme, which we're all like you you have to put yourself in the mind of like that your the cars still came with cigarette lighters. Like the early right. 90s were essentially the 1950s. In terms of like what had changed and what was about to change, like it, it, they're basically the same. So for a video game to have a full voiced song intro, no matter how bad it was, kind of blew your mind. That's why Sonic CD was so crazy. So I've got a, a, a clip from that. And Matt Updaka, would you play that for the crowd? <laughs> You're also watching the intro. I yeah, think. I have the benefit of looking at it, and it's it's it looks great, and it it rocks. Yeah, yeah it's rad. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so my experience with Lunar is that I had they re-released it for PlayStation One, Silver Star Story Complete, and yes. um, and so that's when I played it because I never had a Sega CD, but I remember like looking at in you know in like EGM or whatever and being like, holy shit, I can't believe this is a game. Uh, and yeah, finally, finally played it when it got re-released for the PS One. Yeah, I mean that w- we've been talking about re-releases of games mm-hmm. on this podcast. This was a game that was so good; it was like you know a hundred percent, ten out of ten. 
I think the attachment rate in Japan was almost one to one. Like if you wow. had a Sega CD, you had Lunar. Wow. Uh, like it was an incredible success. The number two best selling game on the Sega CD after Sonic, I think. Uh, and it and it was a it wasn't just the like an RPG. It was a good one. Like it was a good game. And Working Designs did the uh, localization and they did a good localization. They're like jokes that work and function wow. in the game. So, um, you know, it's available on a million different platforms now. They remastered it. Uh, I think it even came out for the Game Boy Advance, which I is... You can get it on mobile even. It's fucking... there's an iOS like, version. You can get it on everything. But if yeah. you want like a nice retro RPG fix and uh, and haven't dabbled in Lunar the Silver Star... That's the game I've brought up from the bottom of my well. And now I'll crawl back into <laughs> Heather's hole. <laughs> uh, I should replay it as if I'd ever have time for that. But I, they, they, there was a... There was a sequel, too, I think, that I never played. Wasn't there a Lunar 2? Was that I a PlayStation were, exclusive? Uh, yeah, there was definitely more than one Lunar game. Um, I th So, okay, so there was Lunar... Lunar Eternal Blue, which was Lunar 2. That's then, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so Silver Star Story, Eternal Blue, and then... Oh, man, I think there was another one. Dragon something? Dragon Song? Dragon Song. Dragon Song. For the DS. Uh, Dragon yes. Song. Dragon... I just want to say it. Dragon Song. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, Dragon Song. Yeah. But... There's a lot of Lunar games. It's one of those IPs that is just like quietly chugging along in the background yes. of all the other games, you know? Uh, Working Designs had a, I think, you know, was like kind of one of the first kind of boutique, I feel like, um, localizers. Like they would just, they would bring these, these not obscure, but kind of cult JRPGs to the US. And like you were saying, Heather, like they would just give them these these pristine treatments i mean the package of of lunar silver star story complete was so like it was just like oh there was so much care put into this this is like a well the it, sega it, it, it was like a criterion collection release of a game yes yes the sega cd version of lunar and i think also popful mail are like foil like you know like like a foil comic like they have right. foil letter lettering that was raised off of the instruction booklet it it, it felt like you were buying something yeah, Criterion Collection or or like from a from like a high-end jewelry store. Like it, it just was it, it had no business being that nice, especially for Sega CD, which was a system that I and nobody else had. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's this week's wow. That's this week's game. Go back and play it. Get yourself Here's what you need to do, guys. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a Genesis. Get yourself mm. What the fuck is that thing called? Hold on. Now I have to look it up. So cut Cut this part. Cut this part where I'm looking it up. Okay. We're cutting all this. It's cut. Cut, cut this part. If you're hearing this, this in the final here. episode, someone didn't do their job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut. And then they're cut. Cut this part. So it's <laughs> probably okay. Me. Here, I'm putting it I'm putting it into the chat, but this part's all cut. Okay? Yeah. So that part's cut. All right, great. So this is all and cut. We haven't said any of this. We're cutting so get yourself a, a Genesis for like twenty bucks. Off mm -hmm. of eBay and get yourself a mega SD, which is, you know, $270, but yeah. then you can load it with 
every every uh, 32X, every Sega CD, and every Genesis game and play them on the original hardware. And it's a really, it's a blast. It's a blast That's from the rad. past. Wow. Yeah. With blast processing. <laughs> There, like, I feel, what? I feel nothing. I feel no. You feel nothing. I don't. I don't. I feel nothing in general. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> end of end of sentiment. <laughs> I I was going to like. I feel no uh, guilt whatsoever about that sort of thing with these old games. That there's just no other fucking way to play. It's mm-hmm. like it. It sucks that so much of gaming history is like locked off, and you know. No one owns the, the the rights are owned by someone who doesn't have doesn't it's not doesn't make any financial success for them to curate a re-release or or, or a port. I mean, like all this stuff is just like it's it, it, it it's like if so much of film history was just like, oh, yeah, that's on that's on Super 8 and there's no other version of it. It's just on Super 8. You got to get a fucking Super 8 projector to watch it. Um, there are there are films like that, like right. John Woo movies. Like hard boiled in the killer, you you can't. They're not in print. Why would you do that? What a yeah. weird yes. thing to do. Um, right. We talked about you know um, archiving old video games and stuff before, and somebody did write in to us one time, uh, a couple like maybe months ago, uh, and informed me of the Internet Archive, archive.org, and there are playable versions of like old games on this website that and you can link a controller to um so yeah archive.org uh if you want to go check out what what they got there and there's like uh, there's all sorts of stuff old like books and like websites and just like things that yeah. don't that are impossible to you know access otherwise yeah mm-hmm. i just tried to click on the U- url and the uh mpaa took it down so uh, oh no, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> talk mario hell yeah so before this uh, final episode of mario we thought we'd just uh, dig into something that we've paid some attention to but uh, haven't really done, uh, covered comprehensively which is mario music mario tunes where you're doing what i'm calling a super mario symphony wow four different tracks that represent our favorites from the mario franchise we didn't check in with each other ahead of time we just picked our own we we're just like if there's overlap, that's okay. In fact, that's great because it just shows our enthusiasm for something. Uh, yes. And I honestly don't know if there's any overlap because I haven't seen what you guys picked. But uh, let's get into it. I'll say that there is there's overlap in titles, but not in song. Fascinating. Yes. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do? Because um, I have them all blocked em. off just four in a row. Play em. Just play them, okay. and we'll just sit here in silence. <laughs> just play them all. <laughs> but like, do we want to do like? Heather's first, do we want to do Nick's first, do we want to do like all mine first, like in a row, or do you want to just like jump around? Mm, great question. Uh, I guess we could have discussed this in advance. Yeah, uh, we'll, edit, cu- we'll cut edit all this out. We'll cut this. We'll get this cut. <laughs> this won't be in the final episode. <laughs> why don't we why don't we play them uh, why don't we play them all in a row? Okay. Cause yeah, you I mean you picked them in a, in a you sent them to me in a certain order. So yeah. uh, do you want to do that? Do... Let's do it that way. Okay. Uh do you want to start with mine? I don't think mine are as good as your guys's. Uh, don't don't undersell yourself. I think I fucked. But up. yeah, go for it. Okay, so these are my four picks in a row, and I, I'm very excited about them because I I had to sort of think about okay, um, 
when did I like first even like become introduced to Mario? And honestly, it probably wasn't until the Game Boy Advance because um, mm. I didn't have any Mario for the Game Boy Color. I never had a uh, Nintendo home console until like I, I, honestly until the um, the Switch. We had a Wii that I didn't really mess around with, um, and so my first track is is actually not from a Mario game proper. It's from Yoshi's Island, and it's Hell Story yeah. Music Box, the, the song. So here we go. Just like the opening of it. And I just... I just, like, don't know how they did this. It's wonderful. Yoshi's Island got a Game Boy Advance re-release, if I recall. Yeah, that's where yeah. I, I, yeah, I played that's where you it. Play yeah. it yeah. And this is just, like... I still have it. I, I I think maybe one of my most like cherished games. I I love incredible Yoshi's platformer. Yeah, it's so good. This is rad. I, I I entertained a couple of tracks from this. I was thinking of you know like there's the underworld theme, the um, athletic theme. They have a yeah. they have a good version of it. It did make my final cut, but there's a lot of great music in that game and just aesthetically so pleasing. And the well, uh, God fucking I love it. Maybe you'll be in luck and you'll get to hear one of those themes, Nick Weiger. <sighs> maybe you'll be in luck. My jaw maybe, dropped. Maybe one of your friends came through for you. Wow. For once in your life. What? I hope it doesn't happen now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my, my next track is um is 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 another game that I, I think this is honestly, this was maybe my first ever like straight up Mario game. Mm. Um and it was also for the Game Boy Advance, but it's a Port of Super Mario World. So Super Mario World Advance. This is the overworld theme from Super Mario World Advance. Just, I don't know. I hear, I like, when, I know that there's other songs that people probably think of first when they think of Mario, but this is always the first thing that my brain goes to. Yeah. You got the Yoshi drums in the background, yeah. too, for this one. Yeah. Just so, so fun. Um, yeah, I, if I'm thinking about it honestly, this was my first Mario ever. Um, great Mario. My favorite 2D Mario. I, there, I, th- I believe what they do with the soundtrack in this one is that it's the same, th- it's the same melody, just played at a bunch of different, like, like they just change how it's, they change the rhythm and the, um, and and sometimes like it's in a minor key, but mm-hmm. it's like the same melody in basically every world, I believe. It's the, it's just to me. I mean, we talk about this a lot on like the DLC and stuff, but like the sound that they got out of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Is uh, I mean, of course, that's then from the uh, the Super Nintendo, but just like wow, what amazing it, amazing sound chip in that bad boy. And yeah. yeah, if you if you watch, you know, because so often I think people are playing the 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 you're playing handhelds with like the tinny speakers, but you plug headphones into a Game Boy Advance. Oh man, sheesh, um, that is a feast for the ears. <laughs> um, my next my third track is from. Mario Kart DS, a game that I, like, uh, I don't know if that, that was not my first Mario Kart. Mario Kart Advanced was uh, mm-hmm. my first Mario Kart, but Mario Kart for the DS was a game that I, I think I logged, like, the most hours of any DS game that I had. I just played it nonstop, because you could play it then with friends, too, like, like uh, you didn't need yes. a link cable anymore, like, so that was, like, a huge thing, um, 
And this is from a track uh, from it's a track from a track that I love. Uh, DK Pass from Mario Kart DS. Hell yeah. Just ah, great. Would also be great, like RPG town music. Yeah, absolutely. It like I don't know, just the idea that this is in a a racing game, and yes. you might not hear it every time you play it, is so funny to me. It's just too good for like for where it is in a game. It's so funny for sure. Yeah, this is great. This is like, well, we're all going to the festival. Just ignore the cloud at the top of the mountain. It probably doesn't mean anything bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The demon lord has returned. <laughs> Beheaded grandma, no. <laughs> oh, my God. She's still blinking. Her mouth. Her mouth I'm blinking. fine. I'm fine. Just put it back. <laughs> um, and my final track from uh for for this exercise is a Mario game a newer Mario game that I played most recently it's from Super Mario 3D World and it's the song from World 3 oh excellent mhm i think for my money Super Mario 3D World Maybe one of my top three Marios. I, Oof. I, I love that it. take. I, it's, wow. It might be one of my favorite Switch games. Like I, I, wow. I couldn't believe that. I mean, it's a Switch game that I finished. How about? I mean, that's like in and of itself a huge <laughs> feat. I haven't even messed around with Bowser's Fury yet. Wow. I went straight through all of 3D World and was just like, I had the time of my life with that game. Would you count Bowser's Fury as a separate game? Like, is that if you're like, how many games did I finish this year? I also finished Bowser's Fury. Would you like is mentally would that click with you? I think so, because I think so. I'm playing all those Kingdom Hearts games that are technically in one game, but they're separate, you know, separate things. And it's a shorter it's it's just a shorter game. It's like a um, I think Bowser's Fury is like a like five hour game or something, which Mm -hmm. I'm like. Put like ship more games with shorter games in them too. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not gonna maybe pay like I'd probably pay standalone for Bowser's Fury like you know fifteen twenty bucks or something. But if you want to add it into something too, that's hey more bang for my buck. I love it. No, no game is too short when you're an adult. No, it's just it's. like i I always feel like i got i'm just like yes great six hours and i'm done i can move on with my life thank you people i've seen that complaint about the new resident evil people are saying that it's too short but that's honestly been like a a selling point for me i'm like well wait a second it's a short game yeah i didn't know it was short Uh, sign me up i'm i'm dreading coming to the end of valhalla (laughs) and feeling like (laughs) feeling like i (laughs) Like I don't like I've lost my home. Sorry. <laughs> Every game you play after you finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla will feel too short. It's, yeah. I can't. I can't. It's so 
It's gigantic. You might be one of the only what people that happening? finishes it. <laughs> yeah, it's staggering. <laughs> they just added another, con- like a whole nother, not continent, but a whole nother country. Yeah. A whole nother country they just added to the game. Wow. All right. Well, that's enough of that. That's too much. Uh, Matt, was that your, I, I lost count. Is that your fourth or do you have one more? That was my fourth and final. Wow. And give, give us a recap on what your picks were. My picks were uh, the storybook music box, uh, the story music box from Yoshi's Island, the overworld theme from Super Mario World, uh, DK Pass from Mario Kart DS, and world the World 3 music from Super Mario 3D World. Wonderful. Great selection. Nice thank curation, Apodaca. Hey, thanks. Uh, I'll go next because if I've learned anything from this podcast, it's it's don't try to follow Heather. Uh, so <laughs> what? <laughs> Too good. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, here's my first pick, and I, I kind of went was like, I, okay, I'll try to make this like a symphony. So you know, usually the first movement will be you know kind of like this big uh, kind of a you know like 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 a faster, higher energy thing. The second movement will slow down a little bit. The third movement is like usually like a dance. Um, sometimes a different time signature and, uh, the final one is also, is a, another big, you know, uh, sort of fast, high energy thing. I had to alter my choices because you got yours in first and oh, some wow. of them were, so, so I'm following me now. We said, we said no overlap. Wait, what? We said, or we said, we said overlap was okay. But I couldn't just play the same song you had just played. I think you could have. We would have enjoyed more been, of it. No, that would have been weird. <laughs> Here's my first one. Movement one, Allegro, Gusty Garden Galaxy from Super Mario Galaxy. It's perfect. This was going to be my first choice. (laughs) It's so good. I have to play this. I mean, really, when you're thinking about Mario music, of course, I think the best, the best ever is just the Super Mario Brothers one theme. I mean, that's just that's that's it. That's the but yeah, yeah. That that that's the song. But I do feel like as a piece, as an overall composition, I think this is my favorite thing in all of Mario. It's fucking unbelievable. It's both like you've got like a big, big thing ahead of you that you have to do, but it's gonna be fun. (laughs) <laughs> yes. It's so just sort of the, the, just captures the spirit of adventure. It's like the sound that plays in a kid's head when they dump a bucket of Legos on the table. <laughs> <laughs> See, I hear that. And then I think about like the, the you know, idiots who think that video games aren't art. And I'm just like, you're you. You don't even know what you're talking about because there's yeah. so much more. <laughs> than what you think a video game is in a video game. It's so crazy right. to me. Just they don't, they don't understand it. They're old and dumb. That's just all it is. It's true. Uh, next up, I've got a, a another track from Super Mario World. Oh. This is when things slow down a little bit and, uh, have a, and go to a minor key. Uh, from Super Mario World, this is the castle theme Ooh. on Dante. Oh, yeah. So I think someone with a better musical ear, I think this is the same melody as some of the better musical ear that you're oh, yeah. may pick up. The same melody as the track you played earlier, Matt. 
This is one of those ones where playing on Super Nintendo, because the sound chip is so much better than on the NES. Yeah. That this is one of those things where you're, you're getting that deep bass that you just couldn't get on 8-bit hardware that I remember as a kid just being like, I can't fucking believe how this sounds. If this... If your real life was scored with music and you heard yeah. this, I'd be like, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And no matter what room you were going, like if you went into a hospital and you heard it, you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Even if you went into like a Target, you'd be like, oh, I got to leave. I'm going to get yeah. killed here. What? Yeah. <laughs> Something's about die to die in a fucking Jamba juice? <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Uh, movement three, moderato, from Super Mario Maker. Here is the underwater theme, the famous underwater theme, one of the few Mario tracks I could find that's uh, in in 3-4 time signature. Oh. And uh, this is a remix of it from the fir- uh, of a song that, ca- that came around in the first game and, and is reused a lot in Mario's, oftentimes not even in an underwater context, sometimes it's just a, a menu theme. Uh, but here it is in Super Mario Maker, which I think is a nicely arranged version. Yeah, this has, like, theme park vibes. Yes. Which, at Universal, when they open up the, the Mario Land, if they're not just blasting this music there, they oh, fucked yeah. up. Yes. Isn't, isn't this an actual piece of music? Isn't this an actual classical piece? So there isn't are elements of it. played in Batman 1989? Yeah, I mean, they're... Uh, there are elements of an of a an old waltz that's used that are used mm. in this. I don't mm. know if it's it's just the exact same track. I think it was. I think it is Koji Kondo's composition, but it's definitely gotcha. something of a remix slash you know homage. I do think I was getting what you were thinking of, Heather, though, and I think it's Bat Dance by Prince. That's what it I was. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Devin shaking his head. He's mad at me. Which actually came out after this, so maybe Prince was inspired by. Yeah. Super Mario's water levels. Famous ripoff artist Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it home with my fourth movement from the Super Mario Symphony from Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. I'm a favorite entry in the series. Here is from the town of Rogueport. Rogueport theme from Paper Mario. Movement four Allegro. Wow. I love how RPG-y this is. Yeah. Like, if this was airship music in, like, a Final Fantasy, it wouldn't be out of place. Ooh. I've got to get revenge because my grandma was beheaded. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my foursome. Gusty Garden Galaxy from Super Mario Galaxy, Castle theme from Super Mario World, Underwater theme from Super Mario Maker, and Rogueport from Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Heather Ann Campbell, you have the floor. So, my picks. Beginning with Super Mario 3, which, as a kid, I only got to see in commercials, and in the movie The Wizard, uh, until I was older. And here we go. 
It's one of the best tracks of all time. Grassland, the overworld theme from the very first part of Super Mario 3. It's so short, but it's like, all right, here we go. It's Mario, and it's the first Mario game that you've played in the United States, like a real one, since yeah. Mario Super Mario Brothers. So everything on screen was moving. Everything was dancing to the song, mm-hmm. which also was a huge amount of animation for your brain. At the time, you're like, wow, everything's moving. Yeah. It's a little bit like Toontown in... um. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Bop it up, bop do bop Sometimes that'll just get stuck in my head. Like I'll be like grocery shopping and that theme mm-hmm. will just get stuck in my head. Great um, little loop. Great little loop. My second song is from a game we've already covered in our uh, 70 minutes in Mario Music Heaven. This is from Yoshi's Island and it's just perfect. It's Flower Garden. Here we go. Yeah, this is there. There's no fault in in Yoshi's Island. No, I think Yoshi's Island has some of the best music of the entire series, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. not a go-to Mario game in your head when you're like thinking of all the Mario titles. Yeah. I think you categorize, like, I mentally categorize it as a Yoshi game, even though Mario is very much a presence, and actually the title of it is Super Mario World 2, Mm -hmm. Yoshi's Island, but Yoshi's has his own franchise now. Yeah, this is fucking great. So good. So good. I probably probably brought this up more than once on the show, but I okay. the one of my uh, design detail I love and is people play Yoshi's Island are just like ah the the, the baby's so annoying because what you're you're Yoshi you're carrying baby Mario around and baby Mario gets separated from you he starts crying and he's crying really loudly and abrasively and that was a design decision like the baby wasn't initially as annoying and then what would happen is that players wouldn't go rescue it. And so they were like, they're like, we'll make the crying super annoying. So play, so people will go pick up the baby just to shut it up, which is like a really fascinating bit of, uh, you know, reverse engineering human psychology. It's also know. how real babies work. It's true. Because they make that sound so that you take care of them. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't, you would just let them stay on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next song is from Super Mario World, but you have to get all the way through the game to hear it. It's the ending theme from Super Mario World. Remember the times we had? That's what this song is about. Their credits rolling here. It's This is so fucking good. This was on my short list. I love this. Like, what a nice reward! Yeah, for finishing for for finishing the game. Here's a guy you met. Here's another guy you met. <laughs> Here's some turtles that you killed. <laughs> so pleasant, just so good, wonderful. Like it's a walk in the park, or as the Dutch would call it, a bosvondeling. Oh, hmm. just. 
fucking strolling through the woods, having a glass of wine. That song's playing in your head. Yeah. Everyone else, everyone else is running. Why are they running? <laughs> Uh-oh, the Mario Castle theme is playing. I'm fucked. <laughs> My final choice is one of the most modern, most recent Super Mario themes. It is the song with all the controversy when it was first released in trailer form. But you know what? Fuck you. It's great. <laughs> this is Jump Up Superstar from Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. And what better way to conclude our round of Mario music? Yes. Here we go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never knew. Bags, all the past, say the word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say my hat is off to you. Oh my God, it's so I love that lyric. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. The context it, when in which this finally appears in the game too is so great. Was playing during that to the traditional festival, which is that you have this like 2D sort of uh, gameplay sequence, this kind of like this Mario nostalgia trip, and this is playing in the background. It's like such a satisfying, uh, it's such a satisfying uh, climax of the whole New Donk City chapter. I love. I, I mean, loved it. I song's great. Uh, Odyssey was like the only game I had for Switch when I first got it, and like for a while, and I, I loved, I loved every second of Mario Odyssey. It's like, yeah. it's. I mean, I'm not speaking. I'm not saying anything new. It's perfect. It's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Cappy I, ended up being great. Cappy, the Cappy mechanics great. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't ever really underestimate them. Like you could. Like I remember seeing. Like, the idea of what Cappy was, and I was like, this is, what is this? Cappy yeah. rules. Yeah. You worry that Cappy is going to be a flood, uh, the, the water backpack mm-hmm. from Super Mario Sunshine that kind of, you know, it, 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 that was, uh, but, it, but it wasn't that. It just, just gave some new, it just gave a new dynamic to it. And also, the way Cappy is used in the, I won't spoil it for people who haven't played it, but, like, what a, f- a, what a satisfying final set piece, mm-hmm. the way you use Capio, uh, the way you use Cappy in the end game. And I'll say about Flood, I've never, I've only played um, Sunshine a little bit. I like Flood. I like the mm-hmm. backpack. It's, I think the backpack's fun. I got mm. no problems with Flood. Uh-uh. Mm. You won't mm. hear any complaining from me. Give me, mm. give me Flood in real life. Mm. I'll take a water backpack. Hmm. Uh, Heather, reca- uh, can you recap your choices for us real quick? Yeah, I had a, a, um, a song from Super Mario 3, Grassland, the overworld theme. I had Flower Garden from Yoshi's Island, the ending theme from Super Mario World, and then finally Jump Up Superstar from Super Mario Odyssey. I feel like we could each have picked 10 yeah. to 15 tracks for a sure. piece, for and sure we would we love all of them. Yeah. It was hard. It's hard. Hard to narrow them down, but you know what? I think we got some bangers. Oh, yeah. And hey, it's time now for the question block. Ba-ding! Okay, here we go. This, this question is from Ryan Casey from our email, and they write, Given the increasing success of video game adaptations, Mortal Kombat just releasing Monster Hunter and Sonic, both hits, uh, Castlevania anime, etc., what would be your dream game slash franchise to adapt, and what format would you want to adapt it to? 
Great question. I, I it's uh it's intra I mean, I guess if you have the clout to I I always have an issue I always have trouble with these adaptation things because I put mm-hmm. myself in the mindset of just like, well, I my ideal is I would like to do my own thing. But mm-hmm. I but I do but they I do get the do understand the pull to be like, I want to adapt this thing for a different audience. And two that come to mind are both PC games. One is I think is a mo- I think if you made it a movie, I always felt felt like Full Throttle, the old LucasArts Tim Schafer adventure game, the mm-hmm. the biker adventure game, would be just like a a fucking an awesome like action movie, and it's a really cool world as well. Uh, and I I think it's like it's also like a length of game where you could condense it down to a you know, hour 45 narrative and it wouldn't feel like you lost like everything that made it interesting, which happens with some sometimes some of these bigger games. I'd also say that, like, I think they're doing all these fantasy adaptations now. They they, after after Game of Thrones, uh, which, you know, I I, I, like the the momentum of that led to like now that they're doing like the Wheel of Time series. They're doing the they were at least working on that Lord of the Rings series. I think they're doing Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones prequels. And if they're looking for more fantasy to adapt, I don't know. I feel like going to like like an old Bioware, like I like I think you could do a Baldur's Gate series Mm -hmm. that was like like that, that world, even if you weren't following the narratives of the games directly, that world is so fucking engaging and there are really cool characters within it that I feel like that could be like a fucking uh, just a just a great. A, a big enough franchise and a good launching point for some sort of a longer form narrative TV. And that's what, com- what what comes to mind immediately. I had two, two thoughts. One is that I think Bioshock would make a good television show. Mm. Mm. Um, but I don't particularly like Bioshock. So I don't know why that occurred to me. It was mm-hmm. just like, I was trying to like think of, settings that you don't see in television sure like that setting is so bizarre and so unique that it would be a really fascinating tv show now so much of the game was about player agency so it didn't wouldn't necessarily translate the same way you'd have to make it about like viewer agency or like that somehow by watching you were complicit in the thing that was happening so so that's my first thought my second thought is and I swear I remembered that this was happening, was a Final Fantasy TV show, Mm -hmm. like, based probably on Final Fantasy Online, uh, or at least, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, nobody wants a Final Fantasy VII TV show. I mean, sure, a lot of people just heard that, and they're like, well, I want it. Yeah. Oh, I want that very much. (laughs) But like, but like, I think you want like an open-ended fantasy saga, but with magic, and chocobos and airships, like all of the big hallmarks of Final Fantasy stuff. Um, I think that that would be a really excellent show. And here's what I think. I think that would be an excellent Apple TV Plus show because Mm -hmm. Apple TV has this sort of friendly aesthetic to a lot of like, like I mean, they still tell dark stories, but like there's something approachable about all of their things. And I think it would be an interesting counterpoint, like the the other side of the metronome of these really graphic, ultra-violent Game of Thrones stories to have like a really uplifting, hopeful, live-action fantasy s- series. Sure. Be, uh, yeah. So, fucking do that. Fuck, just 
Hire me. Make, I'll show Hire Heather. It. Yeah, do it. I'll, I'll blow my brains out mid season. <laughs> okay, it's a red flag. Wait, we yeah. got... <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to do it after that, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, anything you think would be a good uh, good source material for an adaptation? I mean, the the things that I'm thinking of are like, I mean, our well trodden territory at this point. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, like with the fantasy adaptations and stuff, but to me. I mean, to me, there's no reason a God of War, like, like HBO series shouldn't exist. Oh, yeah. Or, like, even, like, for Netflix, something. Uh, where it, it doesn't even have to be um, P- God of War PS4. Um, I think you could take the tone of God of War PS4 and map that to the earlier um, the Kratos and Greek myth uh, like world right. and kind of mm-hmm, do the same mm-hmm. thing with him yeah. and explore yeah. the Greek uh, mythology side of it and then get to Norse and then do all sorts of stuff. But I'm also thinking of this is, so, I mean, I know they're making a, a metal gear solid movie and I understand that, but I think you accept that. I, and I accept <laughs> that and I'm going to see it and I'm going to love it. Probably, hopefully I'm going to love it. I think you need to make Metal Gear a limited series with like 12 episodes that are like 90 minutes each. Like they got to be long. These things are like basically all mini movies. But it has to have the tone of like a live action like anime. Like it has to, because it has to be ridiculous. It can't be um, like a, like a modern like, neo-noir like spy thriller thing it has to be it has to go full tilt and that's the thing that i'm worried about a metal gear solid movie not being able to do it can't be 24 with solid snake it has to be fucking crazy and i think you can have a little more runway to do like psycho mantis or um the vampire guy um in um a tv show than you would in a singular movie well, yeah, and also just like the the mo you you could more you could more justify dedicating like eleven minutes of screen time to like stock footage of nuclear missiles while yes. a voice actor explains what a meme is. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> it, 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 that that's such a signature of the the series is just like dense lore and long like exp- long expository slideshows basically. Yeah. That I would, you'd want to retain that. I would I would love that. Um but I mean hey what I'm not some Hollywood big shot. They're never going to let me do it. Um, <laughs> oh they, don't say that, Matt. You're Please a let me do it. Shot. I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you sell a show? <laughs> Please let me. like that? <laughs> They're like, okay. Well, only if you blow your brains out. <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And next week, we're back to normal, Matt. What's next week's game? Next week's game, Revolution X. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Jesus. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. It sucks. (laughs) I hate that. It's, you know, giving us the gift of Mario Uh is actually the biggest prank we could play on ourselves. We had so much fun all month, and now we have to go back to this bullshit.
Well, it gives me an opportunity to dig out my Saturn and my light gun. But boy, oh boy, that one. Oof. 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 <laughs> Look, it's just a few short months until we're back in Hideo Kojember. So oh, yeah. Just baby. hang in there. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Edge.